Today's last episode before LeBron saves the Lakers episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's our presenting sponsor. And you know what? It takes a high IQ to realize that you should move to Los Angeles if you're a famous athlete and that you should be in the middle of everything. You can be a celebrity, be a celebrity at peace with yourself. You could do your multimedia business, all that stuff. That takes a high IQ. You don't need a high IQ when you're hiring people. That's why we have ZipRecruiter. I'm doing this without even looking at the copy because I know how good ZipRecruiter is. 80% of people who post jobs on ZipRecruiter find a qualified candidate within one day. That's how good their technology is. All you have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Try it out. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, another smart thing to do is to use Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals in incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold room rooms, helping you find sweet deals at top-rated hotels. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can also book in advance for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. Book hotels in 10 seconds, three taps and a swipe. Get the Hotel Tonight app right now. Start scoring amazing deals in incredible hotels. Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you will need. Don't forget to check out theringer.com all week, all weekend. Free agency stuff. It's all happening. It's happening over the weekend. They usually try to have huge NBA transactions at the most inconvenient time for the entire Ringer staff. So... We have July 4th coming on Wednesday. We have, I am doing a podcast on Monday and on Friday. And if some something absolutely crazy happens to late Tuesday night or Wednesday as well. The biggest thing though, the rewatchables, July 4th, Jaws, me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy. We've been waiting our entire lives to do this. And uh, if any major basketball stuff happens, we'll cover it on Monday on the BS podcast and we have the Ringer NBA show as well. We're ready. We're ready. It's It almost feels like a country that's ready to be invaded. That's how the Ringer staff is right now. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just ready. We're ready to roll. Coming up, Haral Bob Volgaris, our old friend. We're going to talk summer, free agency, all the possibilities. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, he's here. He's in studio. The original Greek freak. Long before we ever heard about Giannis, there was Harrell Bob Vulgaris, esteemed poker player, uh, former NBA gambler, now just NBA, I guess, critic, analyst. Professional Twitterer. Professional Twitterer. (laughs) Uh, This is the calm before the storm. It is June 29th. We're taping this at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. I woke up this morning and found out LeBron James had opted out of his contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, which basically eliminated the Houston Rockets from the LeBron James sweepstakes. Did he opt out or did he just fail to exercise his option? It's the same thing, right? Same thing, yeah. Okay. He's basically like, I'm a free agent. Yeah. You can pay me $35 million next year, no thanks. I'm, I'm on my own. So it looks like we are down to three teams. 
And the third team, I'm not even convinced is an option, but it, it is the Lakers where people have thought he was going for a year, uh, staying home at the Cleveland Cavaliers or maybe Philly. I think that is a super long shot. I would, if I was doing handicapping, I would have the Lakers at minus 400. These are my favorite times on the podcast. When you're doing handicapping, when I'm, I'm the setting handi- the number. Yeah, when I'm <laughs> like the book. It. When I'm the book. <laughs> I like this part. I got Lakers at minus 400. Okay. Maybe even minus 500 you could talk me into. Okay. I have the Cavs at plus 300, and I would put the Sixers at 20 to 1. Those would be my odds. What do you think? Um, Yeah. I don't know about the odds, but I will say that... I think he's going to the Lakers. And we've thought this for like a year. Yeah. I mean, I I thought this for a while. I wasn't sure. But of late, I've come to... I mean, if look, what does he want? Does he want to live out here with his family, have a better life? You moved here. I, I've lived here at some point for short periods of time. It's a nice place to live. Um, is that his best option? I don't think he comes to LA without one or two either Kawhi or PG. I just don't think that happens. I don't I don't see him moving here wanting to play in LA with and surrounding himself with the young players that the Lakers have. I don't think that's I think I think he's basically said I'm coming to the Lakers if you get me Kawhi it's a done deal. Go get me Kawhi. And now that's what the Lakers are trying to do. So all right, there's a lot to unpack in this whole thing. If they get Kawhi and I think they're going to. I think this is done. I think, but by the way, but it, I but wouldn't it, bet my life on it. But it's hard it, because the Spurs now are in control. Not Kawhi, not LeBron. The Spurs are in control. They're in control, but they're not because Kawhi. I caught. I created a concept called pre-agency. pre-agency. I heard that. I thought it was so brilliant. Kawhi is exercising his pre-agency now, and the Celtics are sniffing around. The Sixers are sniffing around, and probably a couple of random teams wouldn't even know. Yeah, and they're getting feedback from Kawhi's team. He's going to LA in a year. You can trade for him, but that's fine. He's he's leaving in a year. He wants to play in LA. So what is the market now for a one-year Kawhi rental? Is it better than the market would be for him to go to LA? What, so what could the Lakers offer the Spurs that would make it so that the Spurs could actually swallow the fact that they're basically gifting the Lakers to the top four players in the league? Okay. That's an important question, I think, because the Spurs are the Spurs may not have any leverage a year from now, but they do have leverage right now. And if LeBron wants to play with Kawhi, they have to go through the Spurs. RC so Buford and Popovich case, control that. The best case scenario for this, if you're the Spurs, is what happened with the Nuggets and the Knicks in 2011, where the Knicks could have just waited to sign Carmelo. Right. The owner got James Dolan. That's not going to happen. Well, but the, but he got. He got super antsy about, sure. but what, what if we don't trade for him now? What if he, he, and then they end up giving up all these assets for a guy they could have signed. Yeah. I think the same thing is in place here where you have an antsy Lakers team. For sure. If I'm the Spurs, I know I can get good assets from them. Right. I think there's a lot happen. of bluffing going on. There's bluffing that LeBron may not sign with the Lakers unless they get Kawhi or right. let's say PG maybe. Um, and then there's, there's bluffing from the Spurs and that they're like, well, we're not trading you to the Lakers, find someplace else to go. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. It's just a question of who will flinch first. Um, Well, but hold on though. Okay. If I'm the Spurs, I actually can get a really good deal. The one thing is I'm not taking Lou Aldang's contract. (laughs) You're not putting that in the deal. It's like, I'll do it. I'll try. I'll I'll take Brandon Ingram back. Absolutely. He has to be in the deal. Sure. 
Who I'd else like has to, to get Kuzma back? Kuzma. So, so would, they would, reported that, and I've heard this. I've talked to some people in the NBA circles. Everybody across the board is like, they don't want Lonzo in the deal. I think that's crazy. If I'm the Spurs, I'm just getting Lonzo back. I'll just repackage him somewhere else. But he's still an asset. Yeah. He's the number two pick in the draft a year ago. He can't be worth nothing. No, I mean, obviously I'm a Lonzo stan. I think he's- Me too. I, um, but we're in the minority, I think. Because some think, people are like, nobody wants to deal with his dad. That's, he's not that's that definitely good. A, and and well, screw that guy. Not wanting to deal with his dad is definitely an issue. I don't think that that's something that'll fly in San Antonio. But you and I would trade for him. We'd deal with his dad. Just tell, I just banned his dad from the arena. I have no team, so I don't know where I would. But yeah, would I trade for him? It depends. I mean, look, I think that if you look, if you look at his on-court performance, his jump shot's questionable, obviously. Yeah. But he's an underrated defender, may even be a very good defender. If you look at how well that team has played on the court when he's played, yeah. the team has played quite well. They've outperformed their expectations, and he's still a rookie. And He's 20 years old. Yeah. Um. I also and by really the way, like an Brandon exceptional Ingram. passer. He is Lonzo. Yes. Exceptional. Yes. And rebounds for a guard. He's a, look, he's a he's a good player. He's smart. He's he's young. He has a chance to, I'm not saying he's guaranteed to be great, but he has a chance to be great. I wonder if the Spurs are almost like, yeah, Lonzo can't be in the deal because it's like this tactical play to be like, of course. All right, fine. We'll take Lonzo, the, the second guy in the draft max, a year ago. Are trying to max what they can get. People think they don't have leverage. And they won't have any leverage a year from now, but they have leverage now. Teams aren't willing to wait a year in some cases. The teams in the East certainly aren't willing to wait a year. Boston, Phil, the teams that have no chance of re-signing him, he's just going to go straight, or signing him, excuse me, go straight to LA. And the Lakers also don't really have a lot of leverage either because they're trying to get LeBron. And Kawhi alone doesn't do it for them. You know, Magic Johnson has created this where he'll resign if he doesn't sign to it. Right. Like he's created his own pressure rather right. than just be like, look, this has been a long rebuilding process. We we've dug ourselves out of the hole. We've got some time. We're going to add a piece at least this year or next year or whatever. But he's, he's created this uh, pressure for himself, which I think is great. I think it's awesome. I love magic. Um, Ingram's you like Ingram even a little bit more than I do. And I like, I like Ingram a lot. You, you think he has a chance to be in a number one guy and a contender at some I point? Don't in his life? Know. I mean, if you took a look at him, you wouldn't think that. He's he looks very slim right now, and he he does. But I mean, if you look at what Durant was like when he was Ingram's age, yeah, I'm not saying he's Durant, but he's he's probably a better ball handler and playmaker than Durant was at this stage in his career. He wasn't a better scorer than Durant. That's not you know that's he didn't not, have that kind of Durant was always one of those. He's getting twenty to thirty points every game, no matter what. If you remember when Durant was a rookie and a second year player, there was that guy, um, you know, pretty. Pretty smart guy, Wayne Winston, who worked at one point for the Mavs and also developed adjusted plus minus. So this isn't an, this guy. This isn't a guy who's just some kook, right? He's someone who who basically created adjusted plus minus, which is you know something that has been used in gambling. It's been used in whatever. It's, it's a good tool. Um, he said that he would not trade for Kevin Durant for anything. I remember that was a yeah. terrible take. It was a terrible take. But my point is, is that there was data that would you know I test would say you're crazy, but the data said. Kevin Durant doesn't make people around him better. This I'm, is why I don't like data sometimes, though, because so much of that was circumstance. PJ Carlissimo was playing him at the, at two, the two guard. Yes, of course. No, he that's, had no point that's guard. a good point. But if your goal is just to evaluate players who have already matured and where they're at, then, then it that's makes a more tool sense that could make sense, yeah. right? My point isn't, my point was just that Brandon Ingram has a long ways to go. And I think that he could be a very, very good player. A very good player. I mean, look at that situation in LA. Um, you've got the Lonzo Ball 
and his dad circus. You have last year you had D'Angelo. Yeah, you had D'Angelo and Nick Young running the show. Two it, new two coaches in two years. Yeah, it's 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 not easy going from being a young kid to also now living in LA with all this money and all this fame, and then you're on a team that's dysfunctional with no veterans and it's just tough. So I, I, I do like Brandon Ingram. I think he's going to be a very good player. And I think if I, like I was that, the Spurs, I would make sure I got Brandon Ingram and I would try to get Lonzo Ball as well. I like that he can get to the rim. He can do, I mean, they played him at the point for a while. Yeah. And they were very good when he played. It almost, it almost, um, yeah, they were a very good team. Like I, I, I like Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram's got to play. I, I like Lonzo Ball too. I think if I'm the Spurs, you know, I, I, I tweeted this out a week ago or maybe that, and I think the Spurs are bluffing. They said they wouldn't trade him to anywhere in the Western Conference. I think you just take the best deal possible. You didn't like that when no, they, first of all, you, you got even, mad on Twitter when that happened. I did get mad on Twitter. I got mad in real life and it manifested itself on Twitter <laughs> because I just think that you just do the best that you can. This I never believed that for a second. What if the league, by the way, decides to, to seed one to 16? That might happen, by the way. Nobody, it makes zero sense to be like, I'm I'm cutting our options in half for where we so trade our best assets. Sure. So you wouldn't take Steph Curry for him, right? If you're because hey, I'm not trading him in my conference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Right. So yeah, you just take the best. Oh, they deal. offered Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray for Kawhi, but we can't can't do we it. We might, but we're playing him two more times. Yep. So uh, if they so here's the thing, and this is why I actually think this will be the trade. So they get Ingram, they get Lonzo, and they get Kuzma. That's too much. All in the same trade. I mean, that's a no-brainer, but that's too much. I don't think then I don't. But th they, they, but they. My point is, they would have to say yes. Who would Do have to say yes? The Spurs. I mean, I don't think the Lakers three would of offer those, all three of those guys. But here's why they might. Okay, the Lakers might. Yeah. Okay. Their goal. They're in 2008 Celtics mode, right? When when Danny traded the number five pick for Ray Allen, every Celtic fan, including myself, was like, "What are you doing?" That's crazy. Great. We locked down 44 wins. We have Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and young Al sure. Jefferson and nothing else. Why would we do this? But they did it because it paved the way for the third guy. Right? Yeah. And then K the KG trade comes and now right. they have no, Paul I Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG. If they can get, look, if they can get PG, Kawhi, and LeBron. But if you get Kawhi and LeBron, now you get PG. So I think they're playing the long game. They're like, all right, we overpay a little for Kawhi, but that's now guaranteeing us we get PG. And now we have these three guys. And as you know, in an NBA team, you once you have your three, you can fill in the rest. We've I seen mean, that over I mean, those three players again. would be ridiculous on the same team. They'd be ridiculous. Even if you just had Brooke Lopez and I don't even know who else the Lakers have. Could they re-sign Randall at that point? Um, I mean, that's... That's that's a good team. That's a very good team. Josh Josh Hart. Who else? I don't know who else they have on their contract. That point guard. They position. lose a lot of minimum guys, but as we've seen in the NBA year you after can year, add you, those. you get the Ilyasova, Bellinelli, in February type sure. guys. You get the ring chasers, the guys who want to. I mean, this isn't a tough sell. Come no. live in LA, play for the Lakers with LeBron and Kawhi. Well, the other thing is. If they can somehow get Kawhi without giving up Lonzo, and they just give up like unprotected, I don't first think down I don't think Lonzo is is is. I think I would rather give up Lonzo if I'm the Lakers than Brandon Ingram, just because not because I think Lonzo is better than Brandon Ingram, although or worse than Brandon Ingram, although he may be. I just think that for that team, I don't know that. I mean, look, man, maybe I just look at you'll get Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. LeBron kind of likes to have the ball in his hand a lot. Yeah. So. It, 
Lonzo can't play off the ball. Not at this point in his career. He can't shoot. So now what do you do? You... Can I counter that one? Of course. Well, first of all, Ingram's Ingram's the prize. I don't, the Spurs, they have to get they have to get Ingram if they trade Kawhi. Right. I don't see any way they don't Would do you it. rather have Ingram or Jalen Brown? Here we go. It's tough. Bill's thinking. <laughs> His guy versus he doesn't know. It's tough. Let's t- let's take a break. I'll give you my answer <laughs> after this. All right, let's talk about Gillette. I have had a beard for the last month, basically. And the only thing I don't miss about shaving is that I love shaving with Gillette because it was the first experience I'd ever had with shaving that my neck wasn't ravaged, that I didn't have to like rub special special shaving balm on my neck after to make these little neck sits go down. When I start shaving in, it's going to happen soon. I'll be using Gillette and Gillette offers a variety of shaving products for every guy, regardless of personal style, skin needs, or budget. Whether you want three blades or five, the Gillette 3 and Gillette 5 razors have have you covered all under $10, high performance at a low price. I was lucky enough to go to the big Gillette headquarters in South Boston a few weeks ago. And it it was just staggering watching them just hone down these blades and send them around. I mean, it was like... I've never seen anything like it. It all made sense that Gillette Performance is the best. Gillette, get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. Find Gillette 5 or whatever razor you want at GilletteOnDemand.com. Subscribe today. Jalen versus Brandon Ingram is a really good one. Jalen, the reps that he got the last two years, the playoff games that he was in, the kind of big game experience he got, I really value. And I think that's like when we talk about Wayne Winston before, I don't think there's any way to put a statistical price on this person played 32 playoff games in two years and guarded all these type of guys yeah. and played in a game seven. He just looks like he's a a more ready player too. He's His body has filled out. Brandon Ingram's body may never fill out. He doesn't look like the type of guy who's going to be super you know, big. Like Durant's body has never really filled out either. It's but Brandon Ingram... There's a world in that he becomes the number one option scoring wise on a contender, and I don't think that world exists for Jalen Brown. Right. As much as I like him, yeah, he doesn't have the the actual ball handling and the playmaking and the scoring that Brandon Ingram has. I saw you on Twitter, and I agreed with you, but at the same time disagreed with you. Where you were talking about those are my favorite tweets. By yeah, the way. yeah, the Jalen, the upside of Jalen, and the two comparisons are Kawhi and Paul George. Because if you look at the checkpoints that he hit the first two years. Yeah, the models are Paul George. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of where Paul George was after two years. Like just in by any category you want, um, more playoff reps. His offensive stats are better. His playoff stats are better. His shooting's better. Any sort of evaluation you want to do, he's just ahead of him. Right. And I think he might even be like six to nine months younger than Paul George was. Kawhi, he's also ahead of. Except he's got as you pointed no out, chance to ever sniff. Well, that's Kawhi's. the thing. Kawhi, by the end of year two, we knew we were looking at a Hall of Fame defensive player. Yep. Whether he makes the Hall of Fame, we didn't know. But it was like, that guy is a once-in-a-generation defensive perimeter guy. Yep. Jalen Brown, I don't feel that way about. I think no. he's has a chance to make an all-defense And that's not team. a slight on Jalen no. Brown. He's just not Kawhi Leonard. He could be one of the four best defensive players on the perimeter in the league someday. Maybe. But he's not going to be what Kawhi was. Right. Kawhi, we knew by the end of the 2013 playoffs, we were like, Wow, that guy is the best person we've ever seen guard LeBron on it's paper. Absurd. His hands are so big. His wingspan is ridiculous. His 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 IQ in terms of where to be at the right time, anticipation. 
he just has it all in that sense. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's not a slight on Jalen Brown. I don't know. I think it's a tough question, Ingram or Jalen Brown. I personally... I'm like always the project guy. Like yeah, you life, like the Ingram I, upside more. I, I, I like the ups, I'm always a fan of upside, and even if it's not, if it's never realized, and maybe that's to my detriment. I would I would pick Jalen just because I have more experience with him, and I was really impressed by how hard he worked on his game because I do feel like that is the secret trait that you need to be great. Of course, he he finished his rookie years at the gym the next day. He was in the practice facility and everybody's like, why are you here? He's like, I want to get better. He he invited himself to summer league, went to summer league after his rookie year, which guys don't normally do. And he's just really obsessed with getting better. And yeah. I think that's the number one thing I would look for if I was a GM. Yeah. It's hard to know going in what that will be like because people of course change, especially at that age. Yeah. Sometimes they get a contract and that changes, but yeah, he definitely has it. It's interesting. It's, 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 I don't know if Ingram has it or not. I've never read, he might, he might not. I've just never read the piece about like, wow, Brandon Ingram is obsessed with getting better. And he might be, I don't know. I'm biased because I, when I look at Brandon Ingram, I don't think, I don't know what it is. It's just like the way he carries himself. He looks well, a little he plays, sleepy. He plays his low. posture is- Yeah, his posture, yeah. even when he goes to the rim, he doesn't go to the rim like he's 6'11". Sure. He goes to the rim like he's 6'6", which is my least favorite thing about his game. Yeah. But his arms are so long, he makes up for it anyway. Well, let's ask another question, if you don't mind. Yeah. If you're LeBron and your goal is just to win a championship next year. Yeah. And we throw out the Warriors, of course. Where is Where does he go? Well, you go to Boston. Boston. You go to Boston if you want to win a championship next year. The thing is, though, that ship sailed because the only way to do it was to trade for him. And right. They, we already know that's not happening. I think Houston, Unless he went I think for Houston like a, was a better fit for him. Than Boston? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Houston, if Houston played, let me ask. So if Houston played Boston, a fully healthy Boston versus Houston, so we're adding Gordon Hayward and we're adding Kyrie, do you think that Houston would, or Boston would beat Houston in last year? Houston won 65 games in the West. So I would say yes, just because the Celtics have always played Houston really well and they've never really had a full team for whatever reason. But you're 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 looking at I just remember all the Celtics Houston games. I just feel like they matched up great with them for some reason. Yeah, that's but because a lot of what Houston done what Houston did during this season was a little gimmicky. No, it, it seemed like the gimmicky. smarter. No, but I mean, what that's the smart true. defensive teams could. That's not true. Could shut them down. How about it is true? No, look, there's a regular season ISO component and Harden. Like that's the not Celtics gimmicky. could guard that stuff. That's well, not right, gimmicky. So gimmicky is the wrong word. So you're but. gonna you're you're gonna think that first of all, the beauty of isolation is you're you're not isolating just with the. Oh, here we go. And no. This is where you your church of isolation. Uh, no, but it is it's it's you need the spacing, which they had. But the Celtics were really good at 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 chasing down three-point shooters that were open. They yeah, were probably not, the best team in the league How would the Celtics score against Houston? What do you mean? Houston was a fucking great defensive with, team. With Kyrie and Hayward yeah. and all those guys? Yes. Come on. Oh, oh, oh they held the, the, the greatest basketball team with Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant to like 78 points, 80 points, 90 points a game. And you think somehow the Celtics are going to score a bunch of well, points I against I don't them? think, I, did, I never felt like Curry was 100% healthy in that series. That's bullshit. All that stuff is I just bullshit. Never, I never yeah, you know felt why? like he Because was they Curry. defended him every time and they bumped him and they held him and they pushed him and they hand-checked him and they played great defense. And and he wasn't able to get free. It wasn't because he wasn't healthy. Did he look healthy in game seven when he went off? I just never felt like he was right. Well, I, I, I don't think that that's true. I think that they played a team that had a great fucking defensive system. I still don't feel like he was right. You're not going to change my mind. Okay, well, let's move I didn't, on. Move I didn't. On. No, I, I'm with you on the Houston defense because I did not think they could get to if the level If your goal is to win the championship, 
You could go to the team that took Golden State to seven games and had to shoot 0 for 27, 27 in a row missed three-pointers to lose game seven and not even lose by a lot. They missed 27 three-pointers in a row and lost but by a lot. that's like not one. why they lost game seven. Why did they lose game seven? Because Chris Paul couldn't make it through the series without getting hurt. Okay, but that's the other thing. They didn't even have their second best player and they still went seven games, leading game six, leading game seven. Now you add LeBron James, it's done. It's wait, over. If LeBron James wants to win a championship, he goes to the Houston Rockets. Why didn't they... Why didn't they have Chris Paul for game six and game seven? Because he played too many minutes. Is that what we're going to say? Or because he's just not durable? Because he played too many minutes. Because the only way they can compete with the Warriors and go up 3-2 in that series was to play him no, way no, too many not- minutes for what he was doing. He played like, I think he played like 85 minutes in game four and game five. And at the tail end of game five got hurt. I don't think it was an accident. I mean, injuries he's, are he's always, in his 13th year. He's five well, foot eleven. He's got the, a lot of miles. So, but that's aside the point. That's, that's besides the point. The point it's is, is that the point. No, the point is, is that would he have to play that many minutes with LeBron James on the team next year? Would he have to play those many minutes? I don't think he should play more than thirty-two minutes. I agree with you, but I, that's not. The, but the question is, is would he, would he have to play those many minutes if LeBron James was on the team? No, not so. next year. That's well. That's we're talking about next year. What team LeBron will go to to guarantee a championship? I think that's his best chance. I would say Boston and Houston would be 1A, 1B. Okay. I mean, I don't think Boston's that great, to be honest. I think that- Really? With Kyrie and Hayward? I mean, yeah. And Jalen and Tatum and Horford and Smart and Rogier. That's like the deepest team in the league. Deepest Who rotation in the league. to a team that got swept by Golden State and but never had a chance. never top two guys. Yeah, but- With Terry Rogier and Crunch Time. I get that. But He's a fourth guard. I think you're overestimating how difficult it is to have all of those great off. Like you're adding Kyrie and you're adding Gordon Hayward. Kyrie's not a good defender. Marcus Smart is a good defender. So now you're taking away minutes from Marcus Smart to give to Kyrie. Yeah. Rozier isn't a great defender. But so. Marcus Smart is an F minus offensive player for most of the time. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you're discounting his offensive rebounding, which is key. Right. Kyrie does not do that. Um, Kyrie will get you. There's just only one basketball. I'm not discounting his 27% shooting. No, you're definitely not this guy. As well, you shouldn't. I, I just don't think Boston is as good as their coach and the conference shows. Mm. I mean, that conference was a joke last year. The fact that they went to seven games. Well, wait a second. Are we talking about adding LeBron to next year's Celtics team or the team, the teams we no, just next, watched? No, we're talking about the real world. LeBron could go anywhere he wants to go. Where should he go to well, win I think championship? That you, the Tatum, the Tatum has to be factored in then. But are we sure that Tatum is going to continue to get better? We're sure from this, from NBA history tells us that he should make a huge leap this season. A huge leap? Yeah. A huge leap. A huge leap. All right. We're going to come back in like, a year. We're gonna I'm see not saying an all leap NBA is. leap, but, but the history of the league says year one, year two, if you hit certain checkpoints in year one and you get better as the year goes along, like you get Evans. playoff reps. No, Tyreek Evans was Tyreek Evans. Look at Tyreek. Look at Tyreek Evans. But no, he was putting up stats on a shit team. But he wasn't just putting. They up were stats. twenty win team. <laughs> I understand, but he he was he was doing everything, and he like our model actually had Tyreek Evans as close to uh, one of the best rookie seasons ever. I'm just saying that there are exceptions to players who play good as rookies who don't always progress. I'm not saying Jason Tatum is. Ty- I'm not saying that at all. Jason Tatum is a great, probably a but great player. But the play good as rookie is thing. a great player. The play good as Ricky's thing, I think you got to extend it for this because he actually was better in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. But how much of that can you say is preparation for the opponent, coaching, and knowing exactly? Like, did, did he do a lot of dumb things? No. Why? Because he's coached very well. I think he well. got way better defensively as, as the year got along. 
I think he got better at he should picking be better his defensively. spots. And the irony of him in the playoffs is he didn't even shoot that well from three. He was a better three-point shooter in the regular season. He was, you're right. He was the best. He was like 31% from three Do in the Do you know that he is the best corner three-point shooter in the history of the NBA on 50 shots? <laughs> really? Yeah. If you go by just corner three-point percentage, minimum 50 attempts in, not actually the history, but since like since my data goes back to 2000. Number one is Jason Tatum. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, the, the way he can get so better. So is he going to get better than that? Is he going to go to like the best oh, ever in history? Or is he going to maybe regress from that best ever? No, three- I think his three-point shooting can get better. and He's not going to get better than the best in the no, history. In the, of playoff, the in the playoffs, it will. He's 31% okay. in the playoffs. But I think okay. the way he can get better is isoing him at the top. I went to Second Spectrum last week. And I was, so, I was just so fascinated by the platform they have. And you have a lot of this stuff. You just don't share with anyone. But I, I was like, anything, but anyways, go on. But I was like, can you, Jason Tatum at the top of the key. I can't do that. Can you tell me, you know, what, how he did possession wise points per possession. So like they queued up, they have every time he's ever been ISOed at the top, right. which is what I wanted in the Cleveland series. Like just put this dude at the top. He was 0.75 points per possession. It was bad. Terrible, but you wanted it. No, but that's so. I was like, oh, that's, that's why, why they, they didn't do that's it. That's why they didn't do it in the playoffs, <laughs> right? But I think once he learns how to, once you can spread the floor for him, and he can just beat guys off the dribble and throw the swing pass to the corner or go to the basket or whatever. Here's here's that's the way sure. he gets better. Here's what I learned in my twenty years of watching NBA basketball. I'm not saying it's true, but this is what I think is true. Players who perform well as rookies or do really really well with good coaches are less likely to continue to improve because a lot of it is their coaches maximizing their potential in that way. Players who don't perform well. So I think Jalen would count for that. Like if you're talking about that, I think Jalen is the good example for that, not Tatum. But has he really played that much? I mean, I don't, I mean, Jalen Brown had some moments this playoff speed. He, he did, look, but he I'm saying you, you could say if Jalen Brown was on the Sacramento Kings, maybe he's not 50% of what right. he did on the Yeah, Celtics. I think, and look at Isaiah Thomas. The guy is literally unplayable. Right unplayable the thing the thing i judge tatum by and this is i felt the same way about durant and i think these guys are very rare they're maybe a couple times a decade it's just he could get to wherever he wanted offensively yeah he's a special offensive player i'm not discounting that in any way i'm just saying that if you look at the fact that he was the best three-point shooter in the history of the nba from the corner and you think okay well he's going to keep on getting better like he's not going to shoot 100 percent no, but he's gonna. He has like seven moves that I think, as he as his career advances, he's got a pull up. Right. He's got corner. Three. You don't need that many moves. He's need by the, the way, ISO. to be effectively. He's Effective. got that drive to the basket where he goes kind of that the swoop. Scoop. Yeah. To the left side, I just think he's gonna be relatively unstoppable. All would right. you? How many guys would you trade him for? A lot. You would trade him for a lot. Would of you course. trade him for Kawhi? Are you out of your mind? So you're in the minority on this. Of course I would trade him for Kawhi. You would the trade him is, for Kawhi Leonard. The point is you don't have to trade him for Kawhi. He That's makes the point. $6 million and Kawhi is going to make like 30. doesn't matter. You have to spend, there, there's a cap and you have to spend the money. They already have, they have Horford, they have Hayward, they have uh, you, Kyrie. And look, and how old is Kyrie? I think Kyrie's only 26. It's the leg injuries worried me though. Horford is about, I think he's 30. Okay. You have to look at your team and the age of your team and what, like if you're the Celtics and you want to continue building, 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 that's fine. Then maybe you don't make the deal. But if your goal is to win right now, you have Horford who's older, you have Kyrie who's older. I mean, I don't even want to play for Boston anymore, by the way, after all. He's not, he's not like he's going to be there forever. No, we're not worried about that. I would Kyrie's be. Kyrie's fine. I would be. I know he was on your podcast, but I would be. 
He was he gonna go to the Knicks and play for James Dolan. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. I would be worried. The guy's doing movies and shit. Like I'm more that. worried about his legs than the than him leaving. He's okay. had three different injuries to his legs over the course of his career. Yeah. Dating back I'm, to by the way, I don't even wouldn't even really care if he left. If I was the Celtics. I mean, I wouldn't want him to leave, but it's not well, like so he's, the question is if they re-sign Marcus Smart and they know that they're and they keep Brown, they don't do anything. Yeah. And they know they have Brown coming free agent wise and Tatum coming free agent wise, and they have Horford and they want to make a run at Anthony Davis. Is there a way they just let Kari let Kyrie leave? And yeah. Don't even resign. If him. you can get Anthony Davis, of course you do. Well, um, I think that's I think the Anthony Davis is the big looming shadow overall. Like everybody's like Shabasta trade for Corey. Anthony Davis stuff. is the most underrated player in the NBA by like a factor of well, I think they know that. Nobody knows. I mean, nobody talks about him. He's but I think been that's like, why you ice. save the assets. Yeah. I don't because, know. It's interesting. It's all right, So let's say Boogie leaves the Pelicans, okay. which it seems like people think he's gonna leave. Okay. Now New Orleans comes back next year. Pretty much everyone in the West has gotten better. Yeah. And unless they can package their expirings for somebody like Kent Bazemore, which has been a rumor, even that's not going to make a break. <laughs> well, do. but I mean, it's just really hard right. for them to get better. It's like, yeah. here's it's Kent tough. Bazemore. The NBA is very tough. You have a bunch of teams who are just out of the mix. So if New Orleans and Davis, let's say he gets hurt in November for 10 games and they're three and 13, he comes back. Now they're 12 and 20. I don't know. And he just goes, I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to go to a good team now. Yeah. Could happen. I think the Celtics want to be ready for that more than chasing the, the more than Kawhi cha more than the... chasing Jalen Brown and they trade the Kings pick and now you have Kawhi and Kawhi might leave anyway in a year. I, I mean, if I could risky. get Anthony Davis and I knew I was going to get Anthony Davis, or I could have Kawhi for one year and I knew I was only going to get him for one year for sure, I would obviously wait, wait, and then and then you're waiting because now you're you're putting yourself in a great position where now the 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 goal, you know the, the Warriors are in year two and they've got. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, both unrestricted free agents. They're not going to be able to keep both of them. And now the league is wide open. Now you have a really legit chance. By the way, I think it's wide open next year too. I think next year there's teams that could like, you know, there's teams that could beat Golden State next year. Well, that's why going back to LeBron, the if if he's going to the Lakers, I do feel like it's like a like a two or a three year kind of plan. But he's old. No, he's, but I'm he's but, like he's not. You know, you say he's, he's not old, human, but, but he's but he's but he is human. Right? How does he win the title next year in any situation other than Houston or Boston? With the Lakers, if he gets Kawhi and PG, that right. team's winning. That's it. But that's a legit. That's a that's not a a, a pipe dream. That's a, something that's that people are trying to make. happen. But I think he's looked at it and gone, if I stay in Cleveland, do you I've, think he's really looked at it though? Like I don't. I, I, I mean, think he's looked at it as if I stay he, in Cleveland, I have no chance of the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. He's measuring himself against. Yeah, here are the Warriors. The Rockets are right underneath. But he them. needs to have some people, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not saying this. He needs to have some people who can actually tell him what team, because every team's going to tell him, and they're all bullshitting him because they're trying to sign him to a team. He needs someone impartial to say like, this is where you should go. Here's like the, the data that can show that can tell you how good this team will be with you. Are you interested in seeing this? Because he's got a, a, you know, he's a great basketball mind. He's an amazing player. He's the best player that's ever played the game, in my opinion. But he's not a great, you know, he's not a great evaluator of talents of what is, you know, who the good players That's are. That's an understatement. <laughs> and I don't know that he has anyone in his camp that can really guide him in that direction. We should pay Jr. Who's JR? fifteen million a year? Oh yeah, Jr. I mean, just like Let's I mean, some of it's Tristan Thompson. I think some of it's just getting his boys paid, which is which is admirable. But you know, there he does he does have an opportunity where he can actually pick a team that will give him the best chance of winning. 
And also now he can balance that because he knows what the family life is going to be like. He knows what the lifestyle is going to be like. He knows what his life is going to be like away from basketball. But what he maybe doesn't know is what is that team going to look like? What type of pieces do we need to add? And I think that's where he needs to A, either go to a team that's smart enough to make the right decision for him or B, talk to someone who can help him in that in that way. You don't think Magic Johnson could be the maestro for this? I don't know. Possibly, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meaning to disparage anyone. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know that Magic Johnson is that person. I certainly don't think Rob Palenka is that person just because Rob Palenka described Contavious Caldwell Pope as, <laughs> or Contavious Caldwell Pope, excuse me, as mana from heaven when they got him. Wasn't that the thing? Like he thought. Casey, That's pretty bad. He yeah. also stabbed the blind guy in the back. He did? The Cavs owner. Remember the Carlos Boozer thing? I mean, that's that's just business, Bill. I don't know. Uh, got, him, got them to <laughs> opt out of his deal. I don't know that he did. I don't know. Was it him or was it Boozer? I don't know who. I don't it know. Was, it was both of them. His, a, his yeah. agency dropped Rob Plink after that. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I just know that if I'm looking, if I'm LeBron, I'm looking at a team that's smart enough to tell me how I can win and why. And I want to be able to say, what is the basis of that? Not just, you know, pipe dreams. Well, so, wait, actually... Coming up, I'll tell you what LeBron should have done right after this. Let's take a break to talk about one of my favorite products ever in the history of mankind, Clear. Do you have Clear? I don't know what Clear is. Clear uses your face and fingerprints to help you bypass the long lines at the airport and get through security about five minutes. It's like your own personal security lane. All you have to do is create your account online before going to the airport, finish enrolling before your next flight. With the help of a clear ambassador, I've did this. It takes like four minutes when you're at the airport. Works with PreCheck phenomenally. Uh, it's in 25 of the busiest airports like LA, New York, Atlanta, San Francisco. It's also in some ballparks and stadiums too. It allows you to go in right away. Huh. Uh, it's really great. It's one of those things that once you have it, you feel superior to other human beings because <laughs> there's there's like this huge line over there You feel like and a- you just put your fingerprints in and then the clear person brings you through and you just walk by everybody because you were smart enough to get clear and other people weren't. It's that good. I highly recommend it. Uh, for a limited time, my listeners can try out clear for free for the three month trial. All you have to do is go to clearme.com slash bill. All right. Sign up today before you travel, you sign up, put that in, go to the airport, takes four minutes. You're done. They take your fingerprints, maybe a little face scan, and you're just flying through. It's the best. Clearme.com slash bill, free three-month trial. Try Clear for yourself. All right. So if, if we just say LeBron wants to win a title and that's his only motivation for next year. Yes. That's it. There's yes. no other motivation at all. He should sign with Houston for the minimum. Well, I mean, the minimum is he's going to get, he's, he's, he wants to get paid. So let's awake. Let's get away from that for a second. No. We can't get away because there's no other way for them to get him. He could have opted into the contract and did a sign and trade. That was possible. It was possible. But what am I getting him from Cleveland and why am I doing that? They could have got something. What? We uh, know all the players on Houston. Who do you want from the Cavs? Why do I want to take Ryan Anderson Well, back? you take that's something insane. versus nothing. Well, you don't take something that's going to deep. I'd rather have nothing. They could, Houston could stretch Ryan Anderson. And they could. You'd have to renounce Capella. That would be tough. You'd have to get CP3 and LeBron James to come to some sort of understanding 
to not. I but that's not going to happen because those guys actually created the system. They were the part of the NBA, B, NBA Players Association board that right. made it so that these max it's deal. not happening. So yeah, it's probably not happening. I don't know. It's tough. Or you'd have to trade like Eric Gordon and two first round picks. And even then, if I'm the Cavs, I'm like, why? What, how does this help us? Well, how does it help you if he leaves? Eric Gordon and two first round picks would actually be a nice haul. But even then that you'd have to take another shitty salary with that just to make the contracts work. Because yeah, LeBron was at 33 million. Yeah. It's tough. So that's my point is like, if he just wants to win a title and that's it. It doesn't have to be the minimum. It could be something. Well, it could be the, the, what's the mid-level, like $9 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They might've been over the tax. They might not be eligible. Yeah. I'm not There's sure. like a 5 million, whatever. They could, he could take 5 million one year. I'm just, I'm chasing a title this year. Yeah. But I don't think he needs to do that. What do you think he needs to do? I think he's, I think, I personally think he's probably looking at this like, I'm LeBron James, I'm a contender anywhere I go. I'll go to the Lakers, I'll figure it out, we'll contend there. That's a good thought. He is LeBron James. And he's like, I just brought this shitty Cavs team to the that's finals. That's different though. They, 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 beat, a, they beat a weak conference. He wasn't taking that team to the finals in the Western Conference. He's not thinking about it that way. He's he, thinking, I'm LeBron James. Well, I just needs, got to the finals last year someone, with Jared Smith. He needs, he needs someone in his camp. He has nobody in his camp. He's I'm LeBron saying, James. I'm just saying what he needs. I'm not saying what he has. I'm saying what he needs. <laughs> if he had someone in his camp last year, they would have been like, you can't, you have to fix this Kyrie thing. Right. You have no chance of winning a title unless you have a second score. Well, they had no chance of winning a title with Kyrie anyways. It's irrelevant. They weren't going to beat that team. They, they, they got blown out Are the year sure? before. They got blown out the year before. Four games to one. Kyrie scored 15. They managed to win one game. I don't feel like that series was a blowout. Zach Lowe is on my corner with this. I, I mean, I said that that, no. Well, Zach Lowe said that the Cleveland Cavaliers were one of the, the best top offensive. top five playoff offensive teams. And I agree with ever. that. I said the same thing either right before or after or whatever. And but they, they blew out game four. They blew game three. That series easily could have been 2-2 two, two going in. They just five. had no chance of winning. There just wasn't. But it gone, they could have gone a seven against a historically good team. That means you're a good finals team. Yeah, they just, they just, I mean, I just look at it like, were you going to win? No. Like, I felt Houston could win. That's the only time I, I felt a team could actually beat Golden State. How much Durant. of that was, how much of that was just catching Golden State at the perfect time? None of it. Because I, I think you make the same argument for Cleveland if you just kept everyone together that next year no. Golden State has no. the attrition of four no. straight finals. No, it's not that. It wasn't that. Look. The, the, what do you mean it wasn't that? Golden State wasn't the same team they were in 17. 17 team was better and more focused and everything. 18 team was like limping to the finish line, basically. I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, maybe. But I I just don't think, I just think that everyone is discounting how good Houston played and how, how good Houston was this year. I agree with that. Like they everyone's just thinking, oh, they got lucky. They did this, they got that. They held that team to a ridiculous number. They forced them into isolation basketball. They took away all their off-ball action. Talk to like talk to the Golden State coaching staff and you'll know. Yeah, no, it, they did. And, they were And impressed. they were a great, they had a great system. They all bought into the system. The only thing that they didn't do right in some ways, which is, is just, they just didn't have the depth or they didn't trust their depth or they weren't able to play it because they, they, they fell apart in the fourth quarter of every game. But I, but I think that's, to me, that matters. That's that was the flaw of that team that they had to rely on big minutes from Chris Paul, right? And that they yeah, basically of course, could, but that's still was their best but they chance basically to win. Had to play seven guys in every other night situation. They could for have 10 played. Days. They could have played. They could have played. You know, they, you know, they had a lot of bad luck too. And Bob Mute got injured, couldn't shoot anymore. That's what really, you know, that missing his twenty. Chris Paul a game thing hurt. hurt. Um, Anyways, well, this is a free agency podcast, whatever. We've we've only dealt no, with one player, <laughs> LeBron, the entire time. No, but I think this is I think this is 
a really important conversation because it's like, how close was Houston last year and how close was Cleveland two years ago and how does that affect Houston how LeBron was, sees the finals right now? Yeah, well, Houston was infinitely closer than Cleveland ever was two years ago. Cleveland two years ago did not have a chance to win. But were they infinitely closer? Barring an injury. I would say part of why they were infinitely closer was because A, they had home court. B, the 18 Warriors were not as good as the 17 Warriors. But why they did they have weren't. home court? They won 65 games. That's a good fucking yeah, game. Yeah, I'm I'm with you for part of it. Okay. But I do think the 18 Warriors were not as good. And I, I think their chemistry was a little weird. And it was just easier to kind of catch them last year, potentially. Yeah, I just, I just disagree. The ceiling of the teams were pretty similar, though. I just disagree. They had more pieces this year than they did the previous year. Who did? Golden State. They had, like, yeah. Jordan Bell. They had... They Iggy, had, when did Iggy get hurt? Well, that was Houston that series? was the other thing that was was beneficial for Houston because right. if Iggy was healthy, Houston wasn't wasn't going to beat Golden State with a healthy Iguodala because Iguodala really put the clamps on Harden. Yeah, Houston benefited from that a lot. That was huge. should Houston be worried that a lot of different smart teams with good defenders were able to slow down Harden the way they were able to slow him down? I think you should be worried if the team has one of the best defensive players of all time and Andre Iguodala. But Boston slowed him down too the two times Here's they this, played. Uh, no, this is, this is regular I hate season. your dismissiveness of Boston. Because this is the difference between the Marcus regular Smart season. Marcus Smart owns James Harden. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> okay. There's a difference between the regular season and the playoffs. And also, Andre Iguodala is not a good defender. He's a great defender. He's, yeah. he's, he's the defender underneath Kawhi Leonard in terms of the best perimeter defender in the NBA. So... It doesn't worry me that the second best defensive player in the NBA shut down. You think he's the second best defensive player? Second best wing defender in the NBA against- You put him ahead of Paul George? Yeah, not close. Pre-injury Paul George? Not close. Interesting. Yeah, not close. He's he's smarter in the sense that he works hard. Like talk to Andre Iguodala about how he defends. Yeah. I, I watched this great thing. Someone recommended it to me on Twitter and I watched it. I've never really been a Scottie Pippen fan, not because I, I don't like him. I just didn't know anything about him. I didn't know. I don't want to watch ESPN or whatever. I didn't know anything about him. Um, and I watched this thing that Iguodala, I recommend anyone to watch it, Iguodala did with Pippen in terms of how he defends and what his process was. And it was brilliant. Both of them were brilliant. And when you see that and you see like the craft, this guy, this is a craftsman, this defensive style, is, he's a craftsman. He's learning his craft. I'm not saying Paul George doesn't do that. I'm just saying when I watch Paul George play level. defense, I don't see that. I don't see him forcing players in the wrong direction, trusting his help. I don't see him stripping the ball as often. Like Paul George is a great defensive player. He's but he's not as good as Andre Iguodala is. I've thought personally, I remember when I first worked for an NBA team in 2010, that was the guy I said they had to get. Yeah. He was playing for Philadelphia. He was on like a, like a ridiculously high contract. I was like, this is the player that will improve your team by like 15 wins. Um, I thought Pippen was the best perimeter defensive player I ever saw. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't that into basketball in 96. I started like around 2000. He was the first guy I ever watched in person. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is like, I'd actually be terrified if I was dribbling the ball against I mean, he has guy. all the tools. He's the, he was just the perfect defender. Yeah. Kawhi came in, I would say, somewhere around 2014, was the first guy I'd seen who rose to that Pippen level. I think those are the two best I've seen. Yeah. Rodman had some moments. Rodman's ability to guard basically Rodman's anybody was Rod really- Rodman was like- I'm more saying of Detroit a Rodman. Yeah, but Rodman wasn't a perimeter wing defender. I'm just talking about perimeter wing defenders. Yeah, but I'm if saying start, he had the ability to- kind of go to a level. He couldn't do it consistently, but 
Yeah, he, he was, was the only guy I ever saw who could actually defend Bird. Like even Pippen totally sure. couldn't defend. What about Bird. Ben Wallace? He's people sleep on his defensive ben abilities. Wallace. That guy was ridiculous. If we had the playoff, I tried to figure this out recently because I was going to write a column about it. Then I didn't about how dumb the Finals MVP is and how it should be a playoffs MVP instead. Yeah, Ben Wallace was the playoff MVP in two thousand four. If you did an MVP yeah. for the entire postseason, he wins. That team was so good defensively with him and, and Tayshawn and Rashid and Billups. How and much money did you make that year on that team? Actually, actually, this is 2004. Um, I actually went into the series thinking that I discounted Detroit. I I mean, Detroit went to seven against uh, the Pacers. I did too. I got roped up by their yeah. Eastern Conference competition. But after game two, yeah. I was all in on the Pistons the next the next the next three games. Me too. Yeah. They made it it was so hard for the Lakers to score. The Lakers just never drew any fouls, never got any loose balls, never ran a good offensive set. They had Shaq one on one and if and and if that didn't work, they had nothing else. And they had like Slava Medvedenko and Luke Walton trying to play the four because Malone got hurt. I mean, they just it was just a, it was it, that was the most lopsided series in terms of the actual odds versus the result that I can remember for a finals ever. It's funny. I, I'm really, I'm really thinking about where I think I might've overreacted with Kobe where he was on my all time list a little bit. He had, he really struggled in some playoff series. Oh, four Pistons, Oh eight Celtics, even the 2010 Celtics series. The, uh, what did he, what did he shoot in game seven of the he was six for 24 in, yeah. ten, in 2010. Uh, he he's really looked bad in certain series, like even the the '90s stuff before he kind of blossomed. Yeah, um, he's very up and down. But that Piston series was the worst he ever looked. Yeah, he was. They just completely throttled him. They turned him into like this hero ball jump shooter. That was the year was of brilliant. like his personal. He the, had a lot the, of the, shit. The, yeah, the, the trial. Assault, going yeah, on it wasn't too. like a lot. Of, he was accused of rape or whatever. Right, that was the year. Do you, yes. Okay. Do you think? Uh, By the way, who that guy? I mean, I don't know what happened, but if anyone has been able to rehabilitate their public image more than him, I don't know who it is. It I mean, started like about five, six years ago with the social media stuff. What's funny is like- It's amazing. He's repositioned himself as kind of this expert on leadership. It's amazing. And, and by all accounts was was one of the worst teammates you ever could have had it's amazing. for but, most of his career. I mean, I've said some of this stuff on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know Kobe. I don't know anything about him. You know, I used to think he was a great player when I was younger. I still think he was a good player or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't even, I'm not even commenting on that. I just think just from the fact of what happened and how it was resolved to where he is now, I don't think there's anyone, someone else can maybe let us know if they can think of some other person in history, not just sports, but history that's been able to rehabilitate his image more. Well, really, skate by more than the thing that galvanized him in the mid two thousands when it really could have gone south was he became a little bit of a pariah in the Laker fans and the Kobe fans. Sure, it almost made them like him more. Yeah, it was like us, us versus them. everybody. Yeah, and then that two thousand six season, it spun when, when I voted for. I didn't have a vote yet, but I my unofficial vote was for him for MVP in two thousand six. Yeah, it was Nash. the only time I've really fully embraced Hero Ball. I just thought he was amazing that year. He was. There was the year that there was the year where the year that he scored eighty. That was it. That yeah. was the eighties. That the stretch. Year. That stretch was. He didn't just have eighty. He had like fifty through three quarters versus the Mavericks. That was the better scoring game. It was. I think that was the most like amazing thing I'd game. ever I'd ever seen from a player in terms of scoring. Yeah. But yeah. All right. I Shout think I wrote Kobe. I wrote an <laughs> ESPN magazine column after that game. 
about how I was upset that he didn't go for like 90. Well, I was upset that Jackson pulled him it. out. The team wasn't going yeah. anywhere. I hate that sort of stuff. Who was, where there was another situation this past year where a player had a bunch Every of points. Every year. Every year it happens once. Somebody's got like, who was, but who Clay was the Thompson one this I think year? had like 60, right? It was or a coach 50. with a bow tie. Who was it this year? I was just like, why Coach with a bow tie? Yeah, I was, a co- I was like, this guy with this bow tie wearing guy won't let his player score points. So what is this? Who was it? The team's not going anywhere. I'm trying to remember who it was. Someone will tell me. I I we haven't talked on a pod there. You always worry that there's not going to be enough good coaches to potentially gamble against if you decide to gamble. And every year they find some bad ones. Yeah. Your boy Bickerstaff got a job. He's the best. There's Love some David. good ones. They're this all year. coaches are great. I don't have a bad thing to say about any coach anymore. They're all great. It's a tough job. They're all doing the best they can. Oh my God. But Nobody who's a coach who, who, who didn't? I wish I could remember. This is a bad podcast and someone's trying to remember something, but I don't remember. So maybe someone will tell me later. One last theory on LeBron and the Lakers. And by the way, if he has Kawhi and Paul George, they are absolutely a contender and could go toe-to-toe with the Warriors. But done if they have I do guys. feel like um I do feel like there's one more year where the Warriors thoughts. That's what Terry Stats. Yeah. Oh, it Dame was, Lord. Was, I think it might have been McCollum. You're right. It was McCollum. He had like 50 and three quarters. Yeah, and they that's what took it was. Him Sorry, I interrupted your chain yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came up. Terry's thoughts. And he was wearing a bow tie. Yeah. And I was like, why is this bow tie wearing motherfucker taking this guy out of the game? His team's not going anywhere. Let's see something exciting happen. Let him score yeah. 70. God forbid. I remember there was one Carmelo year where he could have had like 75 and they took him out when he got to like the MSG record. Could 61. you imagine? It was like nine minutes left. Could you imagine Carmelo's thoughts about himself had he scored 75 or 80 points? Yeah. I still defend Carmelo. He's the best. So the Warriors, I think, have one more year where they're clearly the favorite unless they have some sort of injury or something. Right. But LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George. Or LeBron, James Harden, CP3. Very tough. I, If they can figure out how to keep Lonzo, if they can get uh, Kawhi somehow without giving up Lonzo, and then uh, that would allow them to do Lonzo and Luol Dang and take Elsewhere. one more contract back. Like, let's say Atlanta's like, yeah, we'll we'll give you Schroeder for Why do you want Lonzo. Schroeder? Well, I'm just saying like any any sort of competent I person to also dump the dang contract. Oh, you want to dump the dang contract? Or yeah. you do like a three-teamer with Schroeder and they get Bledsoe for a year. Bledsoe, you know, Le- LeBron Bledsoe. loves Bledsoe. Yeah, but Bledsoe is not the guy you want if you want to win a playoff well, series. Well, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, I can vouch for that because he was the key to the Celtics beat of the Bucks. 100%. But my point is, like, if they can use Lonzo now, if they keep him to get rid of the dang contract and get some sort of either an asset back or an expiring or whatever, I think that would be the last piece of that. I personally would keep Lonzo if I were them. I think he can play off the ball. Yeah. I think what makes what makes him cool is that he's just a basketball player. He grabs rebounds. He throws it ahead. He doesn't really have the ball that much. Yeah. He's not like a ball-dominant dribble for 20 seconds guy. In the half court. In he's the a half hot court. potato offensive player. In the half court. He does restrict your spacing if he, if he, if he, I mean, he's not as bad as Rondo was when he was younger. So maybe it's not that bad. I just, I just think there's better point guard fits because they're not really point guards. They're, they're just like shoot, you know, they're just guard scoring guards. So give me a couple. I don't know. Spencer Denwitty. He dribbles too much. He's a clock eater. Um, How about Kemba? Yeah. Kemba, I mean, Kemba's great. Kemba's a great. So Lonzo and Luau Dang for Kemba and something else. That would work. Yeah. I like that. Uh, coming Bill. up, we're going to go through the free agents right after this. Hey, finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off. It might be the collar, the sleeves, whatever. Thankfully, ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier 
with proper cloth. Propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, 500 fabric styles, from classic to business to casual to completely customize your shirt. Get the style you want. They work with the best fabric producers from around the world. High quality expectations, and they realize them. Each one of their shirts goes through extensive quality control testing. So you're getting the absolute best quality and craftsmanship. They've sent me a couple. They're tremendous. They guarantee a perfect fit, meaning that if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, they will remake it for free. It's a risk-free process. It's the future of shirts. They're made completely custom for you starting at just $80. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Start looking your best with a custom fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com slash BS today. Guess what? Enter gift code BS and you save $20 off your first shirt. Just do it. Proper cloth. I'm going to throw some names at you. Okay. You just tell me what you think. Boogie Cousins coming off an Achilles. I can't think of anything that excites me more than attaching my max contract to Boogie Cousins for- What's the most you would do? I don't know. I, I would want, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the team that takes a big chance on Boogie Cousins just because I feel like I'm not convinced that the attitude adjustment is there, that the maturity is there. I don't know. I'm not convinced. So I wouldn't. And then you have the injury situation as well. And then you have the idea that the team actually played quite well when he was gone. Not that that's his fault, but maybe it's tough. I'm in the camp. They might've actually been better if he, if they there. had done the Meritage trade and then had Boogie Maybe if they used him in a way where he wasn't- They staggered all three yeah, of them in they, the right it's, ways. Yeah, it's tough though because he because AD clearly benefited from not having Boogie have so many well, touches. Because it forced him to play center. Yeah, it did. It, the it, reality it, is, Anthony Davis, if you're listening, you and there's no way you are. He might be listening. If you're listening for some reason, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you're a five. Yeah, You just are. If you want to win a title, it has to be you playing the five. At, with the Boston Celtics. Well, with whoever, <laughs> with any team, you're a five. The biggest advantage any team would have in the league right now is Anthony Davis as their five. Of course. So, and uh, an unlimited MRI minutes. I would do. Uh, <laughs> I would do Boogie for forty million dollars for two years, but the second year player op team option team option unless he triggers it by playing 60 games in the first year something like that i would be i would just protect myself multiple ways for that From second injury, year yeah so if he only if he doesn't only comes back for 40 games in the first season doesn't look good okay. but i still I think get behind that he's only like 28 he is only 28 and he's got he you know he's got some growth that, that my he, fear is i do not like that injury my fear is the injury my fear is that um the officials don't like him for good reason because and he's, he's, he's definitely a little cancery and he knows the officials don't like him and he yeah. has a complex that says it's me against the world and I'm not getting a fair shake. And I think that that's something in life that is very difficult to overcome. So here's my counter. You got a counter? Yeah. You're countering your own proposal. Well, I'm countering one thing about, okay, this is something I've said before and I think it's a really important point and it's one of my favorite Bill Simmons points. I'm third personing myself here. <laughs> okay. I don't mind taking a chance on head cases when they hit their late 20s because NBA history says the quote unquote head cases, as they get older, they mature out of it a little bit. Spoken, I think Rashid's a good example. Spoken by someone who's probably had 
a great relationship with his lady partner his whole life. <laughs> you've never, you've never experienced the side of, of. You act like I wasn't a head case until my late twenties. Hey, I don't know. I don't know much about your personal life, but it seems like based on what I've known, the little I know about you, we spent some time together. It seems like you got that part of your life figured out. And I think that um, some people just don't mature. Well, but I'm happen. judging it by Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace, Latrell Sprewell. Well, but those Sprewell guys were on. Matured. Those guys were on contending teams. Latrell Sprewell never really much. Latrell Sprewell spent his last dollar on a yacht. <laughs> okay, in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, and and <laughs> Rashid Wallace tried to break into the referee's office after Game Seven Won versus a title the Celtics. He was available for nothing. Right around the same age as Cousins. Yeah, I'm not. And look, but I've listened. I've since listened to Rashid Wallace on. I forget. He. I forget if he has a podcast or he was on. He was on Bomani Jones's podcast. And it seems like he's got the shit figured out now. And maybe think, he did at some point, but 28, I don't think so. 28 I think the hot-headed, the world's against me stuff, as you hit your late 20s, tends to kind of soften a little. Not if you get whistled for a lot of fouls because people don't generally like you. Well, the bigger question is, in this day and age, defensively, can Boogie Cousins be a center yes. on a team that doesn't have Anthony Davis next to him? Yes, he can. Because if there's all these stretchy teams that are playing like P.J. Tucker at the five, Draymond Green at the five. Just, he's destroying them. The Marcus Cousins is a problem for that. And I think that that's something that he should be proud of and that's something that he should really focus on and realize like, look, I have a place in this league. It's Does, does the league does the league ready for me? Not am I ready for league? So he's one of the few guys that plays center where you can actually say that about. Embiid, yeah, Embiid's tough, but Embiid's also a walking turnover at times. He's not a great passer. He's not in shape. Maybe he's not in shape. Um, not maybe. He yeah, he's not in shape. shape. Yeah, he's not in shape. He's exhausted at the end of it's every play. Well, it's hard to carry on that body for a long time, yeah. especially when you're you better suck, be in sucking great down, shape, Joel Embiid. Sucking down Shirley Temples at halftime. Yeah, makes it get tough. in shape, Joel. So, so Demarcus doesn't have those problems, but he has another set of problems which might be tough for him to overcome. And I hope he does because I like Demarcus Cousins. He's got a great nickname, Boogie. It's a great nickname. I really got enjoyed the whole toolbox. I even I think was on the pod the week before kind of throwing them out as a possible, like do some damage playoff team, not to beat the Warriors, but um, they were having a moment with Cousins and Davis together where they were really kind of wrecking teams yeah. and then he got hurt. Yeah, But I was a believer. It's possible. So not let me throw that. this at you. Okay. LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, and then they somehow convinced Boogie to come on like a make good deal for one year with like a wink wink. Is that even possible? I think it's possible, yeah. Okay. If they clear out the entire cap. That's a great team. That team probably beats Golden State. Wow. I mean, look, we, we do, I don't think people realize LeBron and Kawhi alone is fucking crazy. It's absurd. That's but that's this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. I'm in whatever it takes mode with Kawhi because I know I have LeBron if I get Kawhi. And yes. once I have those two, yes, yes. I'm any semi-competent GM can figure out how to put together a team around those two guys. That is a ridiculous combination. It's it is. Okay. Kawhi was the second best player in the league a year ago. And the only question on him is the the, the health. Yeah, I'm not even that worried about that anymore. It's I just would more be it's I more his head his headspace. No, I, I would about. be worried about the health. That really weird would, calf thing? No, it's not a calf. It's a or the knee. hamstring, knee, yeah. whatever it is. It's a, it's he's got a degenerative. It's possible that he could have a degenerative condition there. That's something that ha that doesn't heal. Well, that uh, would can that would concern me. Yeah, there's a lot of concern about his health. There's a lot of there's a lot of concern about his health. It's either his health or he's just like I mean the fact that he, you know, didn't trust the team, had to go see different doctors. It's just a bad. It's like you know what it is. It's a bad breakup. In the Spurs and him, it's a bad breakup, and both 
both parties two have stubborn to, parties they just well they just have to like be mature enough to say like okay this is over if you're the spurs you have to say like this is over this person doesn't want me anymore yeah let's make up let's let's do the best we can to move on from this and not be petty which is tough it does seem like from what i've heard they shopped around for the doctor opinion they wanted to hear, the Kawhi side. I think he went to see like seven or eight doctors before they got the doctor that told them what they wanted to hear, which was they wanted him to sit out for the whole season. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about street. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not on the streets. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, does Isaiah Thomas make What's more than $5 million next year? Next. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Sorry. When you're $5 million? Sure. I don't know. You wouldn't I'm, do it, Flyer, Knicks? I would if I wanted to. I mean, the Knicks would be fun. Sure, why not? Uh, he's he's got the heart of a, of like to be able to play that he can with his size and his stat, like his diminutive stature to be able to and his inability to defend is remarkable. But he's not a needle mover. We're I think talk about needle movers. What about Orlando? Sure. Okay. Wherever. Yeah, I don't know. He he. It would be fun to put him on a team where he could score a lot. Is what I mean. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. I feel like this is. I mean, Rudy Gay was a, a a terrible basketball player once upon a time. Yeah. And he's reworked his game. He's gotten smarter. He's been a, become a better passer. I feel like Rudy Gay could be a complimentary piece on a very good team now. What's interesting about this year is the mid-level has now risen to $9 million basically for the first year. Sign me up. So you can get, conceivably, you can get, if you like Trevor Ariza, Rudy Gay, whoever- Problem with root with, with you can do forty million for four years basically, which is seems like just really high for the mid level. Well, you would never pay. You would never pay Ariza for four years. He's too old. He's like thirty three, isn't he? How many times have we seen a team? Remember the Celtics lost James Posey one year because New Orleans decided to give him a five year contract. Yeah, for that, like that might happen. Million. I don't think. I think teams are are smarter now in some ways. Maybe there's like you know there isn't. I hope you're wrong because my job. You know a what it is? It's not. It's if, not that they're smarter, Bill. It's that they realize that we're probably not going to win. League isn't as wide open. Golden State's too good, so teams are more patient, and that's forced them to be smarter. I think that's probably part of it. Maybe I don't know. I think there's a lot of GMs that still don't want to think. Of, they don't care what happens three years from now because they might not be there anyway. Yeah, and it's like. I have a chance to get Rudy Gay and I want to be good. And what do I, I'm going to be fired three years anyway. It's the, it's the Rob Hennigan right. Serge Ibaka trade. Yeah. Well, the problem. Uh, sure. We'll put all we'll the deep do on it. it. Yeah. The, 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 the good thing about the league and the bad thing about the league is now is there's a lot more like finance guys owning teams. Yeah. And I feel like that's made the league smarter as well. Like, like the Sixers owners would never sign Andrew Wiggins to that contract provided they could talk to him first. Right. Like that owner, it's like an old guard owner decided he wanted to sign Andrew Wiggins that contract, but he wanted to have a face-to-face -face with him first to make sure he was worth it. Yeah. Not let him play out the year. Super important. If, not, not let him play out the year to see if he actually performed well. No, I just want to have a hard, you know, and, and so like that contract is a terrible contract. And I feel like there's less teams with owners that will make those types of contracts. Zach made a good point on his podcast on Tuesday. Shout out to Zach. I miss Zach. Um, I miss Zach too. Yeah. He was saying Minnesota is going to get slaughtered by the tax this year. Okay. But a year from now, because they, they're going to have to give Towns an extension mm -hmm. at some point. They have Wiggins. They got a year left with Butler. But at some point, if they want to keep Butler, it's going to be impossible to keep everybody. But next summer, a lot of these teams are going to have cap space because a lot of a lot of the payrolls are clearing off. 
and there everybody's like, yeah, summer of 19. Free that year's not even that great though, as far as I'm concerned. I, a, it's not that great, but they can talk themselves into it. There's not going to be that many free agents. There's going to be all these teams with cap space. And that's when Minnesota starts calling around. Hey, Andrew Wiggins, what do you think? And know. somebody's going to bite. They're going to be able to dump that contract. I bet you that's an undumpable contract. Oh, I, I you're gonna have to take completely on. Completely disagree. You have to give away picks. You're gonna have to do something. No, I completely disagree. All right, sounds like we got the makings of a bet. Let's bet. Let's bet on that one. <laughs> we'll There's bet. no way to, we'll somebody will be dumb enough to trade for that. Okay, it's gonna happen. All it's right. gonna be, and it'll be an Eastern Conference team. It'll be somebody with cap space who'll be like, "Hey, he's only 23 years old, or 24." Man, and he's the fourth option. He just needs to be in a better situation. Somebody will talk themselves into that 100. That would that would really make, make me sad. I, Wiggins is a tough one because he was awful last year for what he what his talent is. But I also think he was in a bad situation. It doesn't matter. He's a player who doesn't do anything other than every once in a while make a really exciting play. He doesn't he does rebound, not play he doesn't assist, basketball. he doesn't have to play off the ball, he doesn't defend, he doesn't rebound at all. He's an incredible athlete and somebody else will talk to him. He's, a, he's not even an incredible athlete so much as he's just an explosive jumper and dunker. He's like a poor man's Vince Carter. So we need a better word than score. athlete? Well, because some athletes are really good at rebounding. They're really good at like, you know, anticipating the ball and doing other things, defending. He doesn't do any of that. All he does is he gets the ball every once in a while and makes a play that makes you jump out of your seat. Someone will talk themselves into him. Okay. Same for, same for this current free agent, Jabari Parker. Uh, my favorite. Um, we'll see. I don't know. He, Would he, you sign him? No, of course not. Um, doesn't seem like he can move side to side anymore. Yeah, I, I think that two ACLs is tough. Two ACL, the injury part is tough. Fact that he, he, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's done as far as being able to play. But some of these players just have to get better. They have to learn how to play basketball better. And sometimes it comes, and sometimes it doesn't come. I'm not sure he ever recovered from the fact that that was supposed to be his team, and then the Giannis thing just blossomed out of nowhere, and it just yeah. was never a great situation. He had some moments, by the way, in the Celtics series. I know. It was interesting. Always at home, though. Yeah, always at home. Not at not on the road, but yeah, I still, I don't know. I that's a worthwhile gamble for me if I'm a team like. I would Brooklyn. rather I would rather do that than Andrew Wiggins, even though Andrew Wiggins is a good well, Canadian. Would be kid. less money. Yeah, he's a good Canadian kid, but even like if the money was the same, I think that he's got more chance of being great than Andrew Wiggins. Zach Levine, restricted. Yeah, not a, not impressed with Zach Levine. He's a good stats, bad team guy. It seems he's like. like he could, you know, he could be like a Jamal Crawford type. Maybe he's not. He can't be a point guard. I never liked Jamal Crawford. I've Jamal Crawford's game has grown. I mean, it's thirty years. Is it in year eighteen? You year finally, 18. he finally won you over. Yeah, that and the fact that he like tweeted me at tweeted something mean to me on 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 Twitter one day. Like it's like you don't watch the game, bro. Watch the game. And I was like, well, actually, I would just watch the game. And this is why I said what I said. <laughs> he said that to you. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He was like the first athlete who ever clapped back at me. I, think. I I met him at the finals. I'd never talked to him. Seems and I like was like, nice how guy. long have you been in the league? Like 12, 13 years is like 18. I'm like, yeah. oh Jesus. Yeah. But he said uh he said he wants to go into he wants to go into front office. He doesn't want to do TV. Oh, I always cool. thought he'd be a natural broadcast guy. And maybe I think you and I are both obsessed with uh TNT potentially replacing <laughs> at least one or more just of their one. color guys. Just just, one. Can we just get one, yeah. one competent one? Yeah. But uh, he's like, I want to be in a front office. Uh, Clint Capella. Love Clint Capella. Does it worry that he couldn't play in the Warriors series? Nope. Why not? I mean, it's not that he didn't play. It's that Golden State went super, super small. And 
he still defended well when he was out there. They still played well when he was out there. I actually think he should have got more minutes. Uh, I thought he should have too. He's young. He was a force in the, the Utah series. He has gotten better every year. I don't believe the scuttlebutt that he's not a hard worker. I don't know so where I've Dallas, heard that, but I don't believe that. If you're Dallas, why not offer him $25 million a year? I don't know. And make Houston match it. I don't know. I don't know why teams don't try to wound each other competitively. I think that's a conversation that smart teams are probably having with themselves right now. Maybe they're yeah. thinking about that. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I would rather do that and know I can always trade for DeAndre Jordan in mid-July. Yeah, I think the worry is, is that you tie up your cap space doing that. And then Houston just has to match. 72 hours or 96 no, hours. No, it's more than that. I think. Four, it's like four days. Yeah. So maybe it's seven max. Then you're left with like picking up the scraps of what's You know left. you can trade for DeAndre Jordan whenever. Well, that's the thing. You, you should By explore the way, I would it. not be doing that. I don't like that deal either. Just because I don't see what the point is. You're He's 30 years old. I honestly don't feel like he's the same athlete that he was. I think DeAndre Jordan's a fine basketball he's player. He's fine. Here's the thing. But he's, who, he's going the wrong direction. Who are direction. your best players on Dallas? Who are your most your most rebuildable prospects or your you know, Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic. How old are those guys? I, Why not find someone who matches with them? I don't think they have any inclination whatsoever to rebuild. And which is why I think they should have traded Rick Carlisle last uh, spring Trader or summer. Carlisle. No, I really do. They should trade him to Toronto. Trade him, get like second round pick for him. I don't think you Start trade, over. You don't trade coaches, Bill. Why? I don't know. He, uh, want, he wants to contain. He clearly doesn't want to rebuild. Yeah, and it's like, all right, you get Quinn Capella, you have Doncic, who's going to be. I love him. You do too. You, you're actually you're in the same Doncic camp. I am. I think um, we, you and I, are the most vocal, probably of anyone. Probably, I love Doncic. I think Doncic is a once in a ten year type of prospect in the draft. It's like having white European James Harden. Yep. This idea that he's not athletic to me, it's is, ridiculous. It's stop. It's doesn't yeah. I don't know. But I would. I would. Uh, Look, I would be building long term. Capella sure. makes so much well, more did, sense. If, to they, me. if they could get, if they could get Capella long term, I think that's a better. I think that they're not looking to sign DeAndre Jordan for a long contract. They're looking just to have him for a just year. Just trade him, take him off Clips Cat. So yeah, okay. maybe, maybe, and maybe get an asset for doing that. That might not be so bad. Or and then look, you, 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 you let your team. You know, you don't build a losing culture. You don't have their pick next year anyway, so it's not the worst thing to have to be good next year. Not to be great, but to be good. They're not going to be great. Um, Dallas doesn't have their pick next year. They traded it to. They traded it to top to, to get to get Doncic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody else doesn't have their pick last year that that uh, made me go, oh, next oh, year. Oh, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland lost their pick in the Kyle Korver trade to Atlanta. Atlanta has Amazing. Cleveland's first round pick, and it's unprotected. Amazing. That's a disaster. Yeah. So you 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 could potentially have a draft where the Celtics have the Kings pick and it's like third, and Atlanta has the Cleveland pick and it's like seven. And I, mean, I don't even know. If, if LeBron doesn't go there, that's what I mean. That seven is like, are you kidding me? It, the pick is probably like they'll be the worst team in the league. If LeBron doesn't, if LeBron leaves, and people, I I like Colin Sexton by the way. I think he has potential. People are like, well, it'll be Colin Sexton's team now. It's like, oh wow, that dude is not ready to have a team yet. What are yeah. you guys talking about? It's gonna be Colin. Stop it, Colin Sexton and Jeff Green and J.R. Smith and J.R. Smith and George Hill. Good luck. Yeah. But Atlanta has that pick, and that's a huge asset. So Atlanta could potentially have Anna's well that positioned. Dallas pick and the Cleveland pick. I hated the 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 Doncic for Trey Young trade, but for Atlanta, yes. But you didn't like trading away a once in a decade no, offensive player but, for. But an extra we could pick? be wrong. We don't know that we're not wrong on Doncic. That Doncic is better than we think. He could. So so if their their camp wasn't sure, and so they went the route of let's just have as many pulls at the. 
I rarely go all in as as you could. I rarely go all in on on draft guys. Yeah. Carmelo for Darko was ludicrous to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Marvin Williams over Chris Paul was absolutely. By the way, Darko's probably more valuable to a team right now than Carmelo. Right? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but there's at least there's you're not going to play. Curry Darko. getting passed on twice seemed ludicrous when it happened. There's sometimes where you just kind of go, it doesn't seem right. The only time I really kind of missed was when it was with high schoolers that I hadn't seen. Like yeah, uh, like Okafor. Dwight Howard over Okafor to me, I was like, that's crazy. Okafor's really good. He Okafor got hurt. Yeah. But uh, but for the most part, you kind of It's tough though. You can kind of, but you can kind yeah, of tell for every time you, to be can, great. you can tell you probably I'm not I'm speaking from my every time I think I've known, there's been times where I haven't. It's just tough. Look, predicting what an 18-year-old is gonna turn out to be like seven, eight years from now is very tough. And but like Duran in college, it was clear that that guy was had a chance to be a transcendent offensive player. Sure. He was a fucking freak. Yeah. I watched those Doncic highlights. I watched a couple of those yearly games. I was just like, there's no way that guy's not going to be successful. The, what he did in, people think, oh, it's the Euro League. Who cares? It's the Euro League. Like good. Euroleague. Dude, the Euro League would crush any NCAA team. Crush them. And Dude. would probably compete with, I would say, the bottom seven teams in the NBA. I mean, there's real players in the EuroLeague. They're men. They're older. They've played the game for a while. There's some guy. They play smart. The game is different. They have too. really good coaches. Yeah. They have an atmosphere where it's like, you know, you're playing in some random city and they're chaining terrible things. They're throwing beers yeah. in the court, and I don't know. I'm I went to a game guy. in Greece one time, and 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 they had to clear out the arena because people were throwing uh, live. Uh, firecrackers and and then they started lighting shit on fire and throwing it on the on the, on the court. Yeah, that's that's why you got to. <laughs> Pretty uh, scary. I'd rather have that than like Ben Simmons at LSU. Um, Aaron Gordon, love Aaron Gordon. Only twenty two years old, very young. Thing about Aaron Gordon is is um, yeah, I like Aaron Gordon. I think that Aaron Gordon was playing for a team that didn't necessarily have the most sophisticated offensive game plan. Yeah, and was emphasizing post touches to his detriment, was playing him out of position for much of the year so at the that, three. So that's the key thing to me. He was he's never playing the right position. He might even be a five. He might be like Draymond. Yeah, I don't think he's got the the, the defensive drive to be Draymond and like the, the, the sheer lunacy you need to be, right. you need to have to play but that. But he could throw in there. You could, you could play some minutes at the five. You know he's certainly I'd rather play more minutes at the five than the three. He's yeah. not a three. You know where I don't want to be? The three. Yeah. It's ludicrous. He's he's You know what he reminds me a lot of? He reminds me of a better shooting Blake Griffin. Interesting. Because he can bring the ball up the court like Blake Griffin can. He's probably not the as good a half court passer as Blake Griffin was, but he's probably a better half court passer than Blake Griffin was at the at Blake Griffin's at 22 years old. Maybe. I have I have a newsflash for you. He's the same age that Blake Griffin was during his actual rookie season after he missed his first yeah, rookie yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I think he is the hidden gem of this entire free agency thing. Okay, we're in the And agreement. he's a restricted free agent. They'll match which means though. They'll match. Good. Make a match. Here's here's seventy five million for three years. We'd I think he's at twenty five. I, I would I would I would offer for him if if I was a team that was looking to, he would be a yeah he would be a, a good fit for a team that had two young backcourt players. Can I throw a team at in Doncic and oh for Dallas Dennis Smith Jr. So you'd rather do that than Capella? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't rather do anything. It's tough. It depends on. But I I I like that only because I feel. I feel like I like Capella. I don't think they're going to be able to get either one of them. So I think it's moot. But I had another team for I him. think either one of them is fine. Let's hear your team. I think somebody threw this out. It might have been Zach. My apologies, Zach. The Pacers. 
Yeah, he'd be good for the Pacers. Look, he'd be good for any team. What team wouldn't he be good on? I think you put him on the Pacers. You put him with that crowd. How about the Raptors? He's got way? Old Depot. The Raptors don't have the Cavs. Yeah, but how, but how how great would he be on that team? As a as an actual playing the four, and then you could play like whoever you want to play at the five. I would just go to him and be like, "You're never playing the three for us." Yeah, that's that's part one of my twenty two is very pitch. exciting. That's a, that's a young age, uh, and, and he's. He had some moments last year where he took over games. He took over games. I've said this before, but my number one move as a GM, instead of having all these people like sending them on all these scouting trips and stuff, I would my staff would be obsessed with who's in the wrong position, who's mm. who's on the wrong team, who's being used incorrectly, who is an asset that. Sure. I think we saw this last year, and I missed it, and I'm really mad at myself. Old Depot and OKC, where it was just like he became a declining asset just because of how he was used in the team he was on. Now, granted, he got in better shape. He didn't just get year. in great, better shape. He got, he was, in, he got in amazing superior shape. shape. Yeah. But he was also being used incorrectly and was in a situation. I wrote about it during the Westbrook MVP thing where it was like, all right, Victor, here's your one possession. Then I'm going to take the next seven. Like that's a terrible basketball situation. Yeah. So the question is, you go into these summers and it's like, who's being used wrong? Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon to me is the number one guy who was just used badly for his entire career. Yeah. It's tough to play out of position, you know, the difference between the two and the three, whatever, but the three and the four in today's modern game is like he could really what four could take him off the dribble like could what could handle him off the dribble. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is playing with below average point guards. That's a guy who we've never really seen him with a point guard who knows what he's doing or a creator or a playmaker. And it's like if he's with Old Depot. Can you imagine him setting a screen and, and, stuff. and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, He's never be, had that option his entire life. Yeah, he'd be a huge upgrade over Thaddeus Young, that's for sure. A couple more quick ones. Yusef Nurkic. Yeah. No? I just think that those guys are, it's not that they're coming, they're they're done in the league, but um, it's just the centers don't really excite me anymore. I want players who can play multiple positions in a playoff series, who can stay on the floor. And so he's not a needle mover in any way. He's someone that you could play in the regular season, but he's not really going to do anything for you in the playoffs, which is kind of what happened this year. You and I are aligned on that. Yeah. I judge, I would judge every roster move I made by what I watched. But let me ask you this. What I watched in the final four, who was playing? Yeah. PJ Tucker is more important than Yusuf Nurchich. That's what we just watched. What about though, like, so now if the scales tip and you have Bagley becomes really good and you have... DeAndre Ayton becomes really good and Embiid keeps going really good. Do you need then, the one dude? Do you need the one dude? Yeah, that's a question. I just think there's a glut. You can always get them. Always you can get, get them on guys. any team. Yeah. I think you can get point guards too. I would never draft a point guard in the top 10 unless I thought it was somebody who had a chance to be like a four-time all-star. Yeah. I would like that. Uh, who's the guy the Clippers ended with? SGA? Uh, Gildas Alexander. Yeah. They took him 11th. That guy better be good. Because you know who's more important than point guards is fucking wings. And Zaire Smith, it's just harder to find Zaire Smith than a point guard. There's for, for every, 50 point guards. Yeah, that, I agree with that. Like right now, Fred Van Vliet is a free agent. I love Fred Van Vliet, though. He's restricted. Yes. I would offer Fred Van, Van if I didn't, I would offer him the max, whatever his max is. You would offer him $25 million a year? I don't think he can get $25 million. He's only been in the league for how many years? What's his max? Oh, I don't know. He's an RFA and he's maybe it's like 10 million. I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, of course I wouldn't offer him 25 million. I would, I would, I would be offering more than any, I would, I would be upping the bidding for him. This goes back to my point with the point guards. I would just rather have Fred Van Vliet. 
I watched him have, I watched him get playoff reps. I watched him run a good team. I watched him play in crunch time. And those guys are available every year. Well, I, I think that it's un, un, unfair to him to say that players like him are available every year because he was a big winner this year. And he was a big winner when he was in college. Maybe every other year. Yeah. He, he's a special player in my, in, in my opinion. He's like Kyle, a young Kyle Lowry with better, you know, with better understanding of the game at that Would age. Would you trade for Kyle Lowry? I think that contract might be untradeable. I think it might be too. They have two untradeable contracts. DeRozan I don't think they could trade Ibaka and I don't think they could oh, trade yeah. Lowry. Yeah. It's yeah. $50 million worth of the guys that you basically can't get rid of. I mean, maybe they get rid of it for Kyle Lowry's Orlando. making a lot of money when he's 30-something years old. It's crazy. Didn't seem like he was in great shape last year. It seems like he starts out the year in good shape and then it just dies at the end of the year. It's like me when I start when I start getting into shape and then it just, I just got to keep it going. Quickly. Will Barton, polarizing. Yeah, he's like a six man. He could be good on a team that needs some scoring. Off if the he bench. was forty years, four million, would you be appalled? Um, on some teams, I think that would work. Okay. Yeah. Avery Bradley, one of my favorite little free agent gems. Your favorite diminutive shooting guard. Let me throw this at you. Okay. Kawhi, LeBron, Paul George, and then Avery Bradley for one year, five million. As yeah, sure. I'll guard the other team's point guard and stand in the corner and make open threes. That'd be great. There's it's a lot of guys that could right? play that role. Yeah, he'd yeah. be one of them. Yeah. He's one of the best ones. Yeah. I don't think, I think the ship has sailed. I remember when the Celtics signed him for 8 million a year and then like a year later, the seas parted the summer of 2016. It was like, oh man, he could have made 18 million a year. And now it's swung back the other way for poor Avery. That's where you need the agent to really be aware of the moving tide of the, of the cap situation. Yeah, because the guys who got lucky that one year, like Drew Holiday and Mike Conley and whoever else signed that year, and they didn't smooth the cap, those guys got set, not just for life, but for their lifetimes of their kids' lives and everything because, yeah. because of that one freaky summer. Brooke Lopez? Brooke Lopez is a stretch five who doesn't rebound very well, but is a great shooter. He would be perfect um, LeBron at the four, Brooke Lopez at the five. If you would decide you want to punt offensive rebounds, which it seems like they do most of the time. If he's your eighth man, that's a nice eighth man. I think that's his. I think he's an overqualified bench player, which should not be a starter. I think for he anybody. could be a starter for some in some situations for a bad team. Well, not even a bad team. Like if he was okay. So if he played for Cleveland instead of whoever they started, Tristan Thompson versus Golden State, yeah. I think he would have okay. been better. KCP, yes or no? I'm um, no. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. KCP needs like a, 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 a heat check every now and then. He needs, he needs somebody to just tell him to just, just chill. You know, he takes these these transition threes and he's 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 okay. He's, he flies around a lot. I think he's getting paid. Too, he got paid too much money last year. I don't know what they're going to pay him this year. He and Robert Covington were the co-winners uh, for my "What the fuck are you doing?" award last year. I love just, Robert they would Covington. Do, I know you do, but he <laughs> took some of the worst shots I've ever seen in my life, and in the playoffs was. The response, Not even a no, no, yes guy. He was a no, no, no guy. But the response to that is, and maybe this changes in the playoffs, and maybe this is why Houston failed, but the response to that is those three-point shots were efficient shots during the regular season. And for I some reason- I didn't think he played smart. Yeah, He's a he's a very good defender. He's a very he's one, he's in the top tier of wing defenders. He's one of those defenders that it seems like he's fouling every time and they don't call it. And it's if you're rooting against him, it's super it's frustrating because yeah. he's just very physical. And it just seems like everything he does could be a foul. Uh, one of my favorite free agents, Joe Harris. <laughs> sure. Lakers? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't I'm know. Throwing all these dudes in the Lakers. You don't this like Joe is, Harris? What we're getting to is, is, yeah, I like Joe Harris. I think Joe Harris is, is, is a fine basketball I'd like player. to see him on a good team. I think he could have a Corver-esque kind of run the next 10 years. He doesn't move as well off the ball as Corver, but he's young. But he could also, he over can, the next five years, could do all these workouts to get better at, Yeah, you know, Corver was. But the, I think what we're missing is that, is that, is that, and and not every, like, yes, anyone could do that. It's like Kramer trying to build the levels in his apartment. <laughs> anyone could do that, but not everyone will do that. And so will he put in the work that Corver put in? I don't know. Not Joe Harris, if you're listening, Kyle Corver made a lot of money, put in the work. But did you see what Corver did? Corver was like moving boulders under the ocean for an entire summer yeah. as part of that. He, I mean, that's a if special. If you look at Corver tape from like 06, 07, he's like a better athlete now. I think he got hurt in the playoffs though. Yeah. Uh, Trez Harrell. He's 38. I love Montrez Harrell. I thought the Clippers were better with him. 100%. I think they should absolutely try to keep him. Montrez Harrell. Uh, and I thought he should have played more last year. Montrez Harrell actually made Doc Rivers value offensive rebounding. In For a the weird first way. time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, hey, this might work. We might get a rebound. 24 years old, restricted. I like Montrez Harrell. I'd like to see him on a good team. Yep. Dante Exum. 22 years old. I feel like I'm just saying I love everybody, but I like Dante. You like Dante too? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, so I, you love this free agent class. I mean, I just think there's a lot of gems, like a lot of like, you know, maybe it's the, it's the, it's the project guy in me or whatever, but. I thought I, he had some defensive moments last year in the playoffs. I was impressed. Was, so I, on offense, he's a little bit untamed. I to call say him, the least. I call him Bambi on blow. Yeah. And I don't think he's on drugs. I'm not saying it, but he played like he was really excited, like a lot yeah. of caf over caffeinated basketball. And um, he just needs to, he just needs to be just restrained a little bit and and because he was he would just run with nowhere to go like yeah. he, it was like someone said take this ball and run as fast as you can and, and he, he was so excited to just be playing basketball game sure. he lost his mind but the other other end of it on the defensive end he carded James Harden arguably yeah as good as anyone else did in the playoffs with the exception of Andre Iguodala I like him as well yep I don't like him for. 30 million over three years. But if he's, no. if he's available and I can steal him, I'm looking at it. Sure. Fine. I'm going to finally give you two people that you don't like All just because right. you were liking too many people in a row. Alfred Payton. I don't like Alfred Payton. Greg Monroe. Love Greg Monroe. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are your least favorites? Yeah. I just, you know, uh, Greg Monroe doesn't move very, move very well. Yeah. You, you ruined Greg Monroe for me. I was excited when we got him and you were just like, he's terrible. You can't play him defensively. There's no way he'll matter in the playoffs. I was like, what no. happened? Did it matter? I was like, no, no, there's a way. Brad will figure it out. Did it's they like, figure he it didn't out? play for the last two rounds. <laughs> yeah. Nerlens? I don't know, man. Nerlens. 24 years old. 24 years old going on 16. Um, I like Nerlens though. Well, as a basketball player, but I wouldn't want to rent my house out to him. That's for sure. Seems like he's got some. <laughs> he seems like he's got some issues. <laughs> if you can ever uh, figure that out, though, boy, woo, he could make it happen because he's a good defensive player. Under my be, under the theory, the Bill Simmons theory that I mentioned twelve minutes ago that I named after myself, he is a classic. How has never been in the right situation? How, guy, well, he was in, ever. He was in a good situation in Dallas. They wanted him. And he decided to go get hot dogs, and they well, offered it, him. They offered him a ridiculous contract that he turned down. Bad situation in the sense that. He never clicked with the coach, and I don't think he they liked offered being there. him a ridiculous contract, which he turned down. And yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. Nerlens, figure it out, buddy. Kyle play. Anderson, RFA. Kyle Anderson is just too slow for me. That's I don't mean I mentally; I just mean physically. I'm I'm with you. I just can't stand watching him play. It's like I, it's, I feel like sometimes my computer's frozen when I'm watching him play. Like the screen. There's really, I think we. 
we blow through them all? I think we went through all the relevant guys, unless you have an opinion on Seth Curry. Mm. That, that would shoot. be no? No, I mean, he can shoot. I uh, like Seth Curry. Seth, the problem with Seth Curry is like, would you be able to play him in a playoff series or would you get bum hunted? Probably oh. get bum hunted. We missed uh, Julius Randle, 23 years old. I love Julius Randle. Me too. <laughs> but I actually do like Julius Randle. That guy can fucking score and he gets rebounds. Dude. He puts up in 18 I, and 12s. You give him the ball on the block facing, he, not, not with his back to the basket, but he facing. He scores. He's a battering ram. I like Julius Randle. Do you, I wonder if there's a way to work him into that Spurs trade. I don't know. If they could sign him. We need like Danny LaRue or something him? in here to give us like, no, actually, technically the rules are such that you must <laughs> do this and you must do well, that. I think after July 1st, they could just sign and trade him. I'm not, I, I, I need to, I'm not a general manager, so I, I don't read that stuff, but I probably should just for my own Yeah, I missed sanity. a couple guys here. Marcus Smart, quickly. I like Marcus Smart. Good offensive like rebounder. Like for $20 million dollars a year? I do not like him for $20 million. These guys are all guys that you 15? like for like under $10 million a year. So if the Celtics brought him back for 40 for four, you'd be fired up. Yeah. I'm worried somebody's going to offer more than that. He, I think he's Indiana's backup plan if they can't get Aaron Gordon. Just, so he, just, he, just doesn't have a, uh, he just doesn't have a dependable jump shot yet. You they like never. Ariza, but for shorter years than four. He's old. JJ Redick, 34 years old. Host of the Ringer Podcast Host Network. Host of the Ringer so Podcast. I like JJ, JJ Redick. I think he referred to me as Bill's boy in one of your podcasts. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm a grown man, by the way, JJ, just so you know. Uh, I would... Yeah, I like JJ Redick. I think he would be the perfect guy that could, you know, he got paid a, a ton of money last year. He might be a guy that might want to play for a little bit less money in LA again if LeBron goes there. He wants to stay get, in Philly. He wants, he what? He wants to stay in Philly because okay. he likes living on the East Coast. Well, I think okay. he'd take, I, he was living in Brooklyn before, right? And he still yeah. might live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Ariza, short money, we said Favors was the last guy we missed. I think Favors is, he's developed a three point shot, he's a good defender, he rebounds well. He can defend in isolation. Is he a five or a four? He's a five. That's how I feel too. He's a I five. think he's on the wrong team. I mean, it's not. It's, it's just tough because yeah, because Gobert's there, and what are you going to do? And they they did start him together and have had some success, and then they also staggered them as well. So I, I think Favors has. I mean, he, he's not one of the guys that I think I would. I would honestly rather take a chance on Favors than Demarcus Cousins for like way less money and just be like, okay, this is a reasonable facsimile of Demarcus Cousins in some ways. This is why we get along. If I'm Dallas, I offer Capella. That get Houston to match that, and then I go for favors for like three years, thirty. Right. There's some other Over guys like that are, the Boogie Cousins, sure. And yeah. then I have enough money to go get somebody else too. I I think they need to get two guys with that. I want to have a nice team around Doncic because he's that important. Mm. And if I can't get Capella, I'd rather mix and match with a couple guys. Yeah, Chuck and Jive pick up maybe like Deadman or something like that, or some other players. Yeah, Deadman's. There's Kylo Quinn. Kylo There's, Quinn. That's the thing. It's it's kind of the glory age for being able to just pluck random it's like, yeah, it's like backup this, big man out of the out of the out of the woodwork. It's like uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know. It's like some it's like some weird sport. It's some weird game as a kid that you could it's, play. It's a glut. Yeah. Just, That's why, like, when you choose whoever you want, when you're playing Yan, when you're paying Yan Mahimni sixteen million dollars a year, oh. it's just a disaster. What do you or think? Or seventeen. What do you think of Gortat to the Clippers? I feel like that was. I feel like the Clippers are making some moves that are good. I kind of like the Clippers team. I gave up my court sides this year. You did? I did. I couldn't take it anymore. You can always get them. They're just they weren't the ones I wanted, and I never went to any games. And I'm not gonna. I just was like, eh, I don't need these anymore. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to make my life a lot more simple. I like Gortet in a change of scenery situation. I love his picks. I think him and Lou Williams will be, I think he's going to really be able to help him get open and do stuff. Yeah. I love that they traded Austin Rivers. 
I think they have some new blood. I like Harris. Every Clipper game I went to last year, I, was, I, like, I like Tobias like, Harris. Harris a lot. plays hard. Yeah, I like Tobias. I, Harris. I like how much he, might he be, gives he, a shit. Yeah, he might. He he might have been like they've done. You know, they've they've really really done a good job since Jerry West has come there, and since Doc Rivers is focused more on coaching. I like Terrell. Everything. They had some guys Beverly, I liked. The Beverly like Beverly getting, coming getting back the is nice. Yeah, like they you know they I don't know what they'll do with um, Milos. I think Milos is out. Where is he going? Well, that's another sneaky free agent. Yeah. He's fun. He's really fun. Yeah. Put him on a, on like kind of a wide open Dallas type of team. Send him to the Kings. Kings would be good. That'd be fun. Is he available? He's a free agent. I got to be honest. I didn't, I didn't, I hated that they paid, that they passed up Doncic. <laughs> but I do like the Fox Bagley combo. What about, what about, I, mean, I like Fox and Bagley. I what like about Fox. Vlade saying that Bagley could play the three. Well, that's that's where that's. I mean, that is like that's, that's offensive. That's what what He's is going four on? or five. You just you play him at five and you get outscored on one end and you try to. But that score guy's more building your team. How does he's that make terrible. you feel as a king? Is it a newsflash for you that he's terrible? I mean, they I gave know. away an unprotected first round pick for to sign Marco Bellinelli and for Sean Rondo. My word, that's still the worst trade of this decade. You how does this happen? I don't get how this could happen. How does a guy? Come from like build himself up from nothing like Vivek did, yeah, and mass a fortune in this country, yeah, and seems like a shrewd dude, and and then be like, you know what? I think I'm going to turn the keys over to the guy who thinks Marvin Bagley can play the three and wants to trade first an unprotected first for for Marco Bellinelli and everyone, goofy. but everyone should have gotten fired after that. Yeah, although sometimes I wonder if the owner just does whatever. He Maybe wants. he's doing it. Maybe he, that's what I mean, Vivek. That's, I know, I, I'm agreeing with you. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe. I never even knew until recently this story about how everyone in Dallas wanted to take Giannis and Cuban overruled them. I know, that's an interesting Because he needed to sh trade back to shave some cap space for- uh... The cool thing about that is, is, is that Mark admits to it. He admits to it. Michael Jordan has not admitted to this Donovan Mitchell story, which seems to be floating around. Michael Jordan's still hoping that- um, Adam Morrison can get over his. What is this? Adam Morrison. He turned down four first round picks for Frank Kaminsky, including what would have been the Jalen Brown pick. No, no, that's a one hundred percent true four fact. First round picks. It was four because Danny was trying to trade up to get Justice Winslow. Oh. He offered him four first round picks. Oh my god! Including the unprotected Brooklyn pick in two thousand sixteen. Wow! And then last year, the whole staff wanted to take Donovan Mitchell, and he overruled them for mock, which I supported at the time. So I'm not, I'm not killing him in that part, but, um. He basically overruled the entire staff. So I think it happens more often than people think. Yeah. Or, no, of course. It's, like I said before, like, it's very hard to predict this stuff. If you if you owned an NBA team, yes, which isn't unrealistic. It's getting more and more unrealistic. It's getting more and more unrealistic, but it's not, it can't be ruled out. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, Ultimately, I'm you're making every draft pick. I'm going to rule it out. Huh? Hey, I can't rule it out. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you would make final calls on things like, do we take down a Well, Mitchell of course I am, but Mike I've Mike. made my entire fortune on my opinion of basketball. It's different. Cuban could say the same as I've been here 20 years, but it's I know not what the same. I'm doing. It's not, well, Cuban might know what he's doing. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's still not the same. I would say the last six years would make me question that, but the Doncha trade brought me, sucked me back in on the Cuban basketball. Air. The, <laughs> uh, so are you tweeting all summer? Probably not. At Haralabob? I, you know, I might write some, I might write some, I might write some articles about, about this, this gambling thing in the NBA and how it'll impact the future. I might, I might start writing again and publishing. I'm thinking about it. So Are I you might trying to hurt my feelings? No. I never Publishing said I wouldn't where? Write. I don't know yet. I don't know. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> what? I might. I just want to start writing. I'm, I've got a lot of shit I want to get off my chest and I want to write. It's, I've been writing for the last month straight. Can we talk? Yes, we can All talk. Right. Peral, Bob. Pleasure as always. Yeah, so our fun. final prediction is LeBron and Kawhi. And it's done. It's a wrap. And then Paul George. Maybe. What's, can we give Vegas odds for Paul George? Um, Seven to one to the Lakers. No, that's too high. That's too high. I don't know. I'm not a gambling guy. Anyway. I would say no plus 200 Lakers, yeah. minus 250 OKC, plus 500 Philly. Okay. I'll go with the guy. You're, you got a, you're, yeah. You got your finger on the pulse of gambling now, so I'm going to go with you. Thank you. Yes. That's really nice of you. <laughs> yes. I have Columbia in the World Cup at 35 to 1. Everybody in the team's hurt. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did. Did I, I told you about the bet Sal and I made, right? No. At the finals... Lakers plus 400. No, no. Lakers plus 250 for LeBron. Okay. Cavs plus 800. We bet both. Oh, he's, yeah. You, we staggered it so that it was basically like, we just win no matter what two. happens. And I think we're looking, now that Houston's out, unless some sort of unbelievable out of nowhere. It's going to be exciting. I hope I get the inside information that I've been getting in years past because it's fun knowing. You had, didn't you have LeBron? I had KD. You'd KD the Warriors. Didn't you have LeBron Miami? Um, I had LeBron in Miami, but I didn't tell anyone. I just kind of knew. I, I got you like heard about it. Yeah, I've got like these weird underground. KD, you so had a few days before. KD, I tweeted that it was over. The season was over for the next three years. Forget it. Let's all go home. People thought I was talking about Mike Brown being hired as the assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, but and and I was being facetious, but I was not. Mm. And I remember even telling someone at the in the front office of the Warriors, like it's over. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's not over. It's not a done deal. I'm like, buddy, I'm telling you right now, it's over. He's made up his mind. He's torturing you. I don't know what he's doing, but it's, it's done. It's a done deal. Uh, so that was fun. Well, if you want to, uh, if you get the LeBron scoop and you want to give it to us, we'll we'll do it as the ringers, Herala Bob Vulgaris. And you can Maybe. be on the ticker. Yeah, I don't know. The ringers, Herala Bob Vulgaris reports. <laughs> I, I think I'm more of a lone wolf than that, but I'll, I'll keep on. it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. All right, think about it. All right, I will. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Thanks so much to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to TheRinger.com, the best website on the planet. I'm biased, but I think it's true. Thanks to Gillette. I've already talked about how much I love Gillette. Guess what? They offer a variety of shaving products for every guy, regardless of personal style, skin needs, or budget. Whether you want three blades or five, the Gillette 3 and Gillette 5 razors have you covered all under $10. High performance, low price. Get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. Find Gillette 5 at GilletteOnDemand.com. Subscribe today. And last but not least, thanks to Proper Cloth. We talked about Proper Cloth before. We talked about fits for this entire pot podcast. Right fits, wrong fits for basketball. Well, Proper Cloth is the leader in men's custom shirts. If you can't find shirts that fit, go to PropperCloth.com. Ordering custom shirts has never been easier. 10 easy questions. You create your custom shirt size. Starts at $80. Delivered in just two weeks. Perfect fit. Guaranteed. If shirt doesn't fit, they will remake it for free. It's risk-free for premium quality, perfect fitting shirts. Visit propercloth.com slash BS. Use gift code BS to get $20 off your first custom shirt today. We are back Monday. The NBA landscape might be very, very different. Until then.